Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. Come on. Can we make some noise, sir? Everything God is doing here at your beautiful church. Uh, welcome to Somos. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell them, you look so good today. Like, so good. You don't look good. You don't look good. You tell them, you look so, so good. So, so good. Can you tell them, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging it. I know I look great. Uh, who showered today? Just kidding. <laughs> hey, there's no better place to be on a Sunday morning than right here at Somos Church, and we're super glad that you made it here today. Aren't you glad you made it to church? You could be sleeping or eating some pozole, but you made it to church, which is way better. Uh, we're going to have pizza at the end of service. Uh, is it too early for pizza? Come on. I don't, I don't know. That's up for you to decide, but we're going to have some pizza. We're celebrating today's Super Bowl Sunday and also Valentine's, so how do you do that with pizza? You know, like, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> but hey, every single month we have a, a, a brand new series, a, a collection of talks. Every month we dive into a topic, and here at Somos Church, we don't only see that as a topic, we truly and genuinely see that as a season that we're stepping into. Uh, so this month, we are in this series called Friend Zone. Can you say with me, Friend Zone? And, and we really believe that it's not only a topic, but it is a season that we're stepping into collectively. We all are going to learn to live in the friend zone. Uh, what? You know, we'll explain it. Uh, but the friend zone is good. The friend zone is really good. Uh, does someone believe that today? I don't know about that. Uh, it's good. Friendships are important. Uh, if you're married, if you're single, whatever your status is, friendships are the core of who you are. Uh, so we're going to dive into this season of having friendships, not only friendships, but the right friendships, healthy relationships in your life. So today's message is called Friend Zone, uh, Painfully Good, Painfully Good. The Friend Zone is Painfully Good, uh, and we're going to dive into that today. Uh, but friendships are so crucial to our existence. They are the core, they are the foundation of everything that we are. They, they are crucial to your well-being, to your health emotionally, to your health, even financially. It, it, your friendships are the foundation of absolutely everything that you are. In your marriage, in your dating relationships, in business, professionally, in school, like Friendships are the foundation of everything. They are so important, not only mentally or emotionally, but even physically. Like research shows that people that have friendships, even it, it impacts you even physically, your physical health. They're so crucial. I, I love it, right? Because th this is how important friendships are. Jesus, one day some guy, a really smart dude, comes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, like what is the most important thing, right? Like, there's a whole Bible. There's a lot of stuff that you're talking about. Like, just, just give, me, give me the recap, man, okay? Like, just 
You know, can you sum it up? And, and this man in Matthew 22, uh, verse 37, asked this, and Jesus replied, this is like the foundation of everything. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally, can you say with me, equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, now I want you to listen to this. This is like mind-blowing. Jesus is saying the most important thing in this world is for you to love God with absolutely everything that you are. And that kind of makes sense, right? Like it's God. But then he says something mind-blowing. Jesus says that we need to love people in the same way, that it is as equally as important. Like in some way, God, the creator of everything is saying, like, worship me, love me. But as important, you need to love people. Like, he places himself in an equal position of importance with people. Like, friendships, relationships, community, it is so important for our health. They impact absolutely everything that you are. Like, I, I remember growing up, my mom used to always tell me, hang out, and no offense, okay, but this is what she said. Hang out with the nerds so that way you will be a nerd and you'll get good grades, you know? She would always say that, you know? And I was like, no, mom, I'm so cool, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and I didn't, you know? And all the group, you know, friends that were really book smart, like all aces, always. And me, like, you know, kind of made it through. <laughs> but really, friendships impact a whole lot of who we are. Everything financially, emotionally, like in every single area. So health, healthy friendships are so important. If you're single, having healthy friendships, they're so important. If you're young, healthy friendships, they're so important. If you're old, come on, old people. Come on. Healthy friendships are important. If you're married, a healthy friendship with your spouse is so important. If you're dating, you need to be in the friend zone. Friendship is so important. We always want to live in another season. Have you ever realized about that, like in life? Like we always want to be in the next season. Rarely we enjoy the now. So you're single, you want to be like dating and married. You're dating, you already want to be married. You're married and you want to be, you know, with Jesus. Like. <laughs> Like, you're always looking for the next, you know? Like, at what point do we just, like, celebrate? You guys laugh too hard on that one. <laughs> at what point do you just enjoy the now? How do you enjoy the now? By having healthy friendships all around you. So friendships are so important. If you missed last week's message, really go in and hear it out because I believe that every single week we're going to build on top of each other. So, so listen to last week's message on YouTube podcast uh, because you, you really want to dive into the season because you need friendships. Here at Somos Church, we believe that we're always on the lookout for our new best friend. Culture tells us you only have one best friend forever and ever till you die. You have a best friend, you get matching tattoos, and that's your ride or die forever, right? Like always, like they're just one. Why do we limit our circle? Why not believe that our group of best friends can be bigger and bigger? But the important thing is having the right 
relationships, the right friends, the healthy friendships. Not, not only the right and healthy, but the most important thing is godly. Godly friendships. Man, what in the world is godly friendships? We're going to go into it. But that's what we're after. Right friendships, healthy friendships, and godly friendships. So the question is today for you to take inventory in your life. Do you have, big question, do you have the right, healthy, godly friendships in your life that are going to take you into the best life that is available to you? R right now, today, do you have the right healthy, godly friendships in your life that are going to take you into the best life that is available to you. We all have a best life available to us. We all have access to an extraordinary life for us. We all have the promises and blessings of God available to us. The question is, do you have the right people around you, healthy people around you, godly people around you that is gonna take you into that place? Because if I would have asked today, do you have the right friendships? Come on, everyone's like, yeah, man, of course, you know. Do you have a healthy friendship? Come on, man, like, they're my homies, you know? Like, we're in this together. Do you have godly friendships? Ah, <laughs> I don't know about that, but they're the right people, right? They're the right people, and, and I don't know about you, but have you ever felt that you're kind of stuck in life sometimes? That, that, that you know there's more for your marriage, your relationships, financially. And you just know there's something in you telling there's more, there's better, but you almost feel like something's pulling you down. Something's like stopping you. And I don't know if this is the only thing, but I know this is one main thing. When you have the right people around you, the, the godly people around you, you'll get there way faster than just by yourself. You'll get there faster. So there are many qualities that I would love to break down today and tell you this is what you're looking for in a godly friendship. How does it look like in every single season in friendship, dating, marriage? But, but I'm just going to give you a couple of things that I believe that they're super important for us to have in godly friendships. What are you looking for? And again, this is a really short, basic concept, right? But, but open up your hearts, right? Because I believe in every single season and every single stage in our lives, we need these kind of friendship, okay? You need the kind of friendships in your life that are loving you. That are loving you. Well, my people love me. No, no, I'm talking about true love. The kind of love that I, I love my kids, like I have three kids, six, one and a half, and months. And I love them so much, like for real, like they're like my everything. Like I spoil them, like I, I, I'm expressive with them and I love them. I'm, I'm a passionate Mexican, like dude, I love them. And I love them enough that whenever they're doing something that's gonna affect them, I go, no, <laughs> like, no, you are not gonna do that. True love. Like true love. My wife loves me enough whenever she looks at me eating a burger that's double bacon. Like she just, she loves me enough to say, where's the diet? 
Like she loves me enough. My daughter like loves me enough. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went on a trip and, and she calls me. She's like, hey, what do you have for breakfast? I'm like, oh, a breakfast burrito. And you ate the tortilla? It's like, oh, my heart. She loves me enough. I'm talking about true love. And this is the thing in friendships. We mix love. We confuse love. We think love is just the like and the emojis and the heart and like, it's just pretty and beautiful, right? Friendships are just like, hey, I'm gonna go off a cliff. You go, girl. You got this. Jump as high as you have. Like, just go at it. You're gonna crash and burn like no one has ever crashed. You are a champion. Like, you got this. Go date that. You, you, you Got it, you know, like, just go. I'm going to go in debt. Like, yes, buy everything you want. You deserve it. Like, just go at it, right? Like, that's the kind of love that we want. Just people that are around us that just like, go, crash and burn. Like, just tell me everything I want to hear. I want to live in my Disney world and just like, oh, fairy dust and everything, you know? We want to have people around us that are just like, you're the best, you're awesome, you're incredible, you're great, you're, you're going to conquer the world. I'm talking about true love. The true love that encourages you, that builds you up, but also that is, like, real with you. You want friendships in your life that push you, that encourages you, that inspires you to be closer to God. Do you have people around you that, is, that are inspiring you to be closer to God? Not just, the fun and games is good. Like, that's a part of a godly friendship. But do you have people around you that inspire you for more? To change some things that you've been carrying on for way too long. You and I know the stuff that we struggle with, you know? Like, come on, where are my, where are my stubborn people in the room? You know, like, we know the stuff that, you know, like, so how do we grow out of those things? You know if you struggle with anger. Don't raise your hand. You know, <laughs> you know your struggle with anger. And you've been struggling with anger for how long? So what's going to take you out of that? Every one of us know the things that we struggle with. So having people around you that push you, encourage you, inspire you, that's what we want in a friendship. Now, I'm not talking about people that are just like, everything's wrong about you, you know, like in a godly way. You know what I'm saying? Like not, not to bring you down, but to build you up. It's a big difference. You want people that build you up in the right way, in a loving way. Can I ask you this? When was the last time a friend confronted you? When was the last time a friend told you, nah? Like, sit on that for a second. Because really, that's like, that's big. When was the last time that, that, that they told you, no, you're wrong? You and I know we're wrong. <laughs> but do you have people around you that love you enough to tell you, you're wrong? Don't do that. Please don't date that guy. <laughs> I'm that friend right now to you. Don't date him, you know, like bad news. 
If you're only hearing what you want to hear, are you really going to grow? Are you really going to be challenged? Are you really going to be inspired to grow into the best that God has for you? This is the interesting thing. If you haven't been challenged in a while, are they your true friends? And, and, and really, like, I want to be super real today, okay? They're not your right friends. You know why? Because they're thinking you're wrong. They're just not saying it. You know how I know? Because you do the same. When they come for advice, man, they're going to screw up. That's awesome. Go for it. And you think, I need to tell them you're going to crash and burn, but you go, girl. <laughs> it goes both ways. You think about the true godly advice that you need to give, but you don't say it. And that's the same thing with those friends around you. They want to tell you so bad, but yeah, let's just keep it cool. So are they the right godly friends that you need to grow into the best that God has for you? It is crucial. It is so important for you to have the right people around you so that you can go into your future. Like, it is crucial for your growth to have godly people around you to go into your future. You know, we've heard that saying that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. But, but it's even a step further. Research shows, scientific neuroscience shows that it's not only the five people you surround yourself with, but, but it, it shows that it's bigger than that. You are the average of all the people you surround yourself with. So take a look of your surroundings on Saturday nights, on Friday nights, on Wednesday nights. When you're scrolling, what are you surrounding yourself with? So it's not only the five people, it's your surroundings. So it is important to have the healthy, godly people around you, but also your surroundings need to be right. It is so important for your future to have the right people, the right surroundings, and you're taking great first steps, right? Like you are in church on a Sunday morning, like in the first service, you could have come in second, you know, you're like bright and early. You're taking the steps, but can we be pushed and challenged further to grow in our friendship. So, so the meat of the message comes here, right? Because I hope that I could convince you enough or inspire you a little bit to, okay, I need some godly friendships. Now, this is important, right? Because maybe godly friendships comes and then we just scare them away. Because we have our baggage, right? Because, again, we're stuck. We know what we struggle with, right? And, and okay, I need some godly friendships. I need better friendships. And, and then God brings those and then we scare them off. Then we like kind of show our true colors. We have things that we struggle with and we scare them off. Or we are carrying some walls that even if the right people are right in front of you, you can't see them as the right people because there's walls and things that we have been carrying for a long time, right? So, so there's healthy, godly friendships. And once I, and again, I'm going to speak about myself here, I right? like when I walk into those, they're not healthy anymore, you know? 
So, so what do we do, right? What do we do? Because it's important, but then when, once we jump in, again, like it's almost like the, the ugliness on the inside of you is exposed even more, you know? Like when, when, when you walk into those rooms, environments, people, the jokes are different, the, the conversations are different. It's almost like you're thinking about all these stuff to say, and it's like, okay, that would be inappropriate, you know? <laughs> You felt out of place. Have you ever felt out of place in a room uh, full of incredible people? You're like, yeah, today, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like, have you ever felt out of place and you're there like trying to meet someone, you have a desire to grow, to change, and, and there's just something, right? You feel out of place and it's, it's really hard. I remember the first time, one of the first times that I went to church, uh, I mean, I, I felt so out of place. Like I started like hanging out with, you know, I saw some guys kind of like around my age, like go there and just really trying, man, getting myself outside of my comfort zone. I wanted to change. I knew I needed better friendships, godly friendships. And I, and I just, I remember going there and, and just feeling like, man, this is so dumb what they're talking about, you know? Like they're laughing about like that. Because I, I had a different upbringing than them. And I felt so out of place, you know? I feel like these guys are losers, man. Like, for real. Just, like, really innocent jokes and stuff. And I was like, how old are you guys, you know? It's so weird, you know? They didn't cuss at all, you know, like, every sentence, you know? It's like, that's weird. <laughs> there was bad words. I didn't know there were bad words, you know? Like, what? It just felt weird, man. It was, felt so out of place. It was so hard for me to connect. It was so hard for me to be my true self. And sometimes church does that to you. You come in and you just feel, I can't be my true self. Like, I'm going to terrify some people. Like, they're going to cast some demons out of me right here or something, you know? Like, so, so, so we put on, like, a Sunday mask, a church mask, and we think we need to do that to connect. And, and, and here at Somos, we're all about connecting community, man. So it's like, it's hard, man. So after service, we all just run outside, you know, <laughs> like, because, man, if I just talk for five minutes, they're going to hear some stuff that you know, they shouldn't. And it's hard to connect when we have walls and masks, and it's hard. It's hard to have true friendships, right? And but we want godly friendships. We want different in our lives. So we're kind of like in between these two options. So, so two options. You go back to the people and friendships you're comfortable with that you know where that has gotten you. Every week, like, man, I need to do different. I need to do better. Regularly, just, I need something different. I need something different. I need something different. But that's your comfort zone. And it's hard to get outside of the comfort zone because then I have all these stuff and issues that just, there's like this weird choice, right? Like, okay, do I go back to the place that's gonna keep me where I've always been? That depression, that anxiety, that fear, the worry, like the stresses, the financials, that like everything, right? Because no one's pushing me really in my character and my, in who I am and my identity. So I'm just, do I just stay here? Or 
Or am I going to open up myself to change and grow? There's only two options. You either, okay, you know what? Like, these jokes are not for me. This community is like weird. It's going to go back to where I've always been. Or am I going to be open to change? And I know I need change, but why can't I open myself up to that change? Why can't I? If I know I want it, I desire it. I desire the change. Am I the only one here? Am I preaching to my... I I just want to change. I know there's more for me. I know there's more in my professional life, in my career, in my finances, relationship. There's more that God has for me. But I always get stopped somehow here. So what are you going to do today? What are you going to do today? After service, you're just going to run outside and just like, I'm not going to talk to no one. And it's okay if you do. It's okay if you do. Or are you going to open up yourself and you know what? Who is here in this room that I just don't know? That, that I, just, I just need to step outside of my comfort zone and try something different because I've been stuck in my depression for way too long. I've been stuck in my anxiety for way too long. I've been stuck in my addictions and my habits for way too long. It's okay, Sergio, you've convinced me. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to change and grow. I'm going to be open to it, right? But, but it just doesn't seem authentic to change myself to fit in, right? Like, do I really need to change myself to fit in? If I need to change something to fit in, then then it's not the right group because they're not embracing me and loving me the way I am. And I know who I am, you know? (laughs) I know who I am. So I don't need to change to fit in. I don't need to change to be embraced and loved. Like I am who I am and whoever wants to be with me, like they're just going to deal with me the way I am. How's that going for you? How has that gone for you in the past year, two years, five years, 10 years since you were born? Well, I'd rather be alone than changing who I am to fit in. And that's okay, right? If, if you want to live that way. But could it be that maybe we have our definition of authenticity mixed up? Because who you truly are is way different now than what God has for you. True authenticity, it is based on your creator. I love sneakers with my whole heart. My birthday's coming up, start saving up. And I can buy an original pair of, of, of just Air Force Ones. And I've seen this like online a whole lot, right? And you have these guys that come in and color them really cool. And I can, I am obsessed with like sneakers, but I'm not appealed to those because they're not original. They're original, but they're not. They have some paint on it that doesn't belong there. They're not true. And the thing is about you and me is that God created us a certain way, your original true self, your authentic true self. And you were born and you started living 
and stuff started happening in your life that started changing you. It truly started changing you. Without you noticing, because again, all of that happened since you were born. You were born in a beautiful, innocent way. Well, I'm just sarcastic. No, you're not. That's not who God made you. That's a coping mechanism, defense mechanism. Well, I'm just analytical. No, we want to have control because in our lives, we felt we didn't have control. And I can go on and on and on, but, but you get like, we live certain things in our lives that start defining us. So your true self, authentic true self, it's only found in your creator. It's only found through Jesus. Your authentic, your, who I am, it's in God. It's through God. It's when you are most connected to God, your true self shines forth. Your authentic through self shines forth. Now it's a battle because you're battling between flesh and spirit. You're battling in between the things that you have learned and picked up along your life and then God bringing this new life. God bringing this new thing. And, and whenever we start living in that tension, what I encourage you to t- today to realize is that what is the pain that is holding you back? Can you pinpoint at the pain that's holding you back? You, it, it, and it's so important to have godly friendships around you because they kind of help you to shine that a little bit brighter. You know, I, I've never realized how negative and critical I was until I started doing life with my best friend and I married her, thank God. And, and I never knew how much of trust issues I had and encouragement and just being negative and cr- like an analytical until I married her. Because she's like loving and bubbly and encouraging and and, and when I see her like that, I'm like, oh man, that's, like, I think that's better. And I'm not there, but man, I, I've grown so much. Like, I've grown so much since I married my wife. Because she exposes all of those things in me. And again, the key thing is not looking at those things. That is just the evidence of what's inside. So what is the pain what is the pain that's holding you back? What is that specific pain that doesn't allow you to grow into the next that God has for you? Have you ever realized how much pain limits our growth? Like when you dissect it in your mind, in your heart, man, pain limits us way too much. The hurts, the memories, the betrayals, the abandonment, the rejection, the words that were spoken, all of that pain holds you back. And even though that pain happened maybe many years ago, the pain some way, somehow manages to crawl back into your present always. And you're doing life and you're trying to be the best and there's just memories that trigger you. There's things that bring you back. And, 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 and you know, it's like this analogy. We are this cup and since we were born, right, there's a little pain that happens. 
And it gets a little bit full and you continue life with, right, like normal. And then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And, and you're in your teenage years and someone told you that you didn't look cute in that, you know, shirt. And like it hurt. It's real hurt, especially as young as you were, right? And there's different little things that start happening in your life little by little. Little hurts, little hurts, little hurts. It's some, a fight that you saw between your parents. Dad wasn't there. Mom rejected you. You had a lot of siblings and there's like so much pain that you live and then you go into life thinking well I just need to get outside of my house so you start dating someone and they're gonna be the one right and boom nothing and the dream was like it's gonna be them forever and ever and they they, they betray you and, and we start carrying all of this hurt all of this hurt until it's so full it's so full and now we need to do life with that. Now, don't like shut me off right now. Like, oh, you're going to talk about forgiveness. And then Jesus comes and like, boom, jumps the water away. <laughs> no, I have a different perspective for you today. That is important though. But we start doing life with our cup full. So that's why your finances today are impacted by that pain. Your finances, the need to get it now even if I don't have the money now, and I'm being a true friend to you now. So I need to present something because you're full of pain. And in your job, well, they give the promotion to that person and that person, that person, and your cup's full of pain. Well, they give an opportunity to so-and-so and not me, and that's the pain talking. And you have friendships around you and you can't really connect, right? Because the pain's there. And you want a meaningful relationship with God, but you can't, why? Because the pain is there. And we have our cup full of pain. The pain of your past is holding your present and your future. Your present and your future, you're not in control of it. To a certain extent, not even God is in control of it. Your pain is. Your pain is in control of who you are today. The pain is in control of who you are going to become. So my question is, are you going to allow your pain to continue to dictate your life? Are you going to allow that pain of rejection that happened many years ago to continue to dictate your decisions today? Are you gonna allow the pain of abandonment to continue to hold you back? The fear of failure. Are you gonna allow the pain that you experience in your upbringing to hold you back today? Because it's holding you back in every single area of your life. It's holding you back in ways that you know about and in ways that you don't even know about. And I'm not judging you here, like I am there. The pain is too real, the wounds are real, the hurts are real, the scars might have been healed, but they tell a story and when you start remembering the scars, like it brings up a little bit of the pain. Can I get an amen to that? And the interesting thing about pain is that it doesn't only fill up but it's almost like a snowball effect. 
that little pain that happened many years ago, true and real and painful, starts accumulating and starts getting bigger and bigger to the point of today that that's who it controls us. Well, that's just who I am. I'm not going to trust anyone or no one. I just need my two ride or dies and that's it. I don't need to just like, just, you're going to take me like I am. And, and we start defining ourselves. Well, I'm too introvert. I'm too extra. We start defining ourselves because the little pain became this big pain and it infiltrated everything of who we are. Because our cup is full now. Jeremiah 15 verse 18 uh, says, why is my pain unending and my grievous and incurable? My wound is grievous and incurable. Have you ever felt this? Like my pain is too big. I pray to God. I've forgiven. I've dealt with it. I've gone to counsel. I've done all the work, but the pain is still there. You try forgiving, you try forgetting, and it's still there. You try confronting, having hard conversations, and sure enough, someday, somehow, the pain seems to rise up, and boom, it's right there. Again, the story is always there somehow. It affects you, it hurts you, it brings anger and bitterness because of that pain. Because of that pain, you're impatient, you're hurt, you, you have a hard time trusting. We recognize, and, and I don't want to put this on you, but I recognize it because of all my pain, I am dysfunctional today. I know it. I might not admit it to my wife in fights, but I know. Because all the pain that I live. I know because of the pain that I live, my marriage is the way it is. My relationships are the way they are. My parenting is the way it is. I know. The pain affects us. It affects us to the point. Research shows that, uh, neuroscience research shows that exposure to rejection led immediate drop in reasoning by 30%. Your reasoning drops by 30% when you're rejected. Your IQ drops by 25% because of that pain. It affects us way beyond we even could grasp how much that pain affects us. The impact is real. The pain is here. And dude, like, I'm glad I came to church today, right? <laughs> like, this is really uplifting. Super Bowl Sunday and pizza, what's up with that, you know, <laughs> like, The pain is real. And you've been carrying that pain for a long time. And that pain is always lingering. It might not be 24-7 present, but it's always lingering. It's always there. Certain things trigger it harder than others. My prayer today is for you to recognize that your pain has had a hold on you for way too long. For way too long. Your past has hold you back for way too long. Don't you feel that enough is enough? Enough is enough. Why does this thing continue to stop me? Your pain has dominated you for way too long. It's dominated our purpose, our identity, our relationships, and it is time to deal with it. It is time to deal with it. And the interesting thing about pain is that pain is like grabbing a hot coal. Let's think this is a hot coal. The hot coal is passed to you through life, your upbringing, decisions that you had nothing to do with, and it was what you were handed. 
It is painful. It's burning. But for some reason, we hold tighter through life. Instead of letting go and passing that thing to someone figuring out how do I stop holding on to this hot coal, we just keep it in our hands. We get burned and then the burn and the pain, we start getting used to it. We start doing life with the pain. At any point, you can let go of the hot coal, but it kind of has become the safety blanket because now you have an excuse. Now you can be a victim. Now you can put the blame on someone else for your growth. So now this painful thing becomes a safety blanket. How am I now gonna let go if it has become a part of my identity? It's become a part of my purpose, my story, my everything. I'm integrated with this thing. It's defined us way too much and way too long. So I can be inspiring you today, hopefully, to let go of that call. And you're like there, but... Can you really let go of that pain? Who are you going to be now? Who are, like, that story has defined you all this, all this time. Who are you going to become now? You know, there, there's this phrase, says, when we have been hurt by someone in the past, we build up defenses to protect ourselves from being hurt in the future. So the fearful past causes a fearful future, and the past and future become one. We cannot love when we feel fear. When we release the fearful past and forgive everyone, we will experience total love and oneness with all. Can I encourage you today to get a different perspective of your pain? A part of it, it is to encourage you to forgive, to encourage you to dig deep and really realize, okay, what are the things and the people that, are, that I need to forgive and let go? And it's not an easy task. That's not a Sunday easy fix. But you're worth the work. You are worth putting the work and the effort with godly friendships, counseling, books, whatever it is that you need to do to learn how to let go of that pain that you have been holding on for way too long. So a part of it, it is to let go and to forgive. But, but a perspective that I want to give us today, a perspective that I want to give you today in how to deal with that pain because you need a different perspective in how to deal with that pain. Wouldn't you agree? Like you need a different perspective. The perspectives that we've had haven't worked. They have hold us for way too long. That pain is causing more pain. It's costing you stress, joy, contentment. It's costing you friendships, godly friendships. So 
can I give you a different perspective today? A different lens. Because we have the lens of pain and the way we have dealt with pain and that has kept us from maybe some genuine and godly friendships or opportunities or things. So we need to put on a different lens. We need to put on a different lens. And when I read in 1 Peter 4, it says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you are going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ and his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to the world. Jesus is saying, hey, don't be surprised with the pain. Don't be surprised with the pain. He kind of pushes us to a really deep point of saying, be glad. Are you kidding me, Jesus? Be glad for the pain? How am I going to be glad for the pain? Haven't you seen everything that that pain has cost me? Haven't you seen the amount of damage that pain has done to me? But the lens that I want you to grab today is to see that pain as painfully good. Painfully good. There's things in life that are painfully good. They're painfully good. There are things that that we need in our lives that are painful, but they're good. Learning to walk is painful, and you see those kids just falling over and over again, and it's painful, but it's helping their growth. Getting out of debt is painful. It's painfully good. Living a life for God is painful, but it's painfully good. Not having sex till marriage is painful but it's painfully good. Staying yourself pure and holy is painful, but it's painfully good. Marriage is painfully good. It's painfully good. There's, there's iron that sharpens iron, then there's marriage and that's all their level. <laughs> it's painfully good. It brings the best out of you, it humbles you like nothing else will ever. It's painfully good. Some of the best things in life are painful, but they're painfully good. Pregnancies are painful, I've seen. But it's, <laughs> yeah, because then I'll have all the women like just, you know, they're painful. It's one of the most beautiful things in this world. Giving birth is so painful. It's the most breathtaking, beautiful moment in this world. Could it be that your pain has that same of potential? Could it have that same of purpose? And could it be that that pain, instead of holding you back, can be the catalyst for the change in your life? Could it be that your pain God can turn it around into a beautiful, masterful future. You have a choice to make today. And a part of it is to grab the cup and say, Jesus, come and just get rid of everything. And sometimes he does, but there's always something left there today. I just want to encourage you to see that pain and just say, it's painfully good.
It hurt. It's holding me back. It's not going to any longer. It's painfully good. I've grown because of this pain. I've matured because of this pain. But it's not going to hold me back. It needs to push me forward into what God has for me. Can you stop using this pain as an excuse? Take ownership and just say, I have that pain. For some reason, God gave me this pain. God allowed this pain. You know what? Thank you, God. It's painfully good. And I know through this, I'm going to grow. I know through this, you're going to take me into this beautiful masterpiece of a life that you have created for me. You can't take a hold of that masterpiece if you don't know that that pain plays a part into your purpose. It's a part of your authentic self. I'm going to ask Corey to come as we close today. And Can you stand with me today? As you deal with this pain, you're not alone. You have this church community that is with you. And most important, you have God saying, hey, you're looking for godly friendships. Jesus is saying to absolutely all of us, I am right here. Jesus is saying, I am that best friend, that best godly friend that you desperately need. Jesus is saying, I am the friend that's going to push you, encourage you, lift you up, counsel you, comfort you, take you into the best life that you could ever imagine. Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, is right here in this moment. Can you close your eyes for a second? Isaiah 41 says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will strengthen you and help you. Strength for what? For you to turn that pain into God's purpose. Strength for what? For you to get the help that you need. Strength for what? For you to open up your heart, mind, and soul to know that that pain can be painfully good when you surrender it to the hands of Jesus. God is with you today. He is for you. He is a Savior and wants to save you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to comfort and guide you into a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. That friend is available to you today. Today you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or you have in the past and you just letting go because of the pain. Today can be that fresh start. Today if you want this friend that we have in Jesus, this savior that we have in Jesus, no one's looking. Can you raise your hand just say, I need this Jesus in my life. I need Jesus as a friend, as a guidance, as a savior, as a comfort, as a counselor. Jesus, I pray today that you would guide and comfort every single one of us. We invite you into our lives. We pray, God, that you would turn our pain into purpose, God. Give us the right perspectives, the godly perspectives to live life the way 
you want for us to live life. I pray, God, that that pain that we know has been there for a long, for a long time, that we could forgive, that we could let it go, that we can put it in your hands, that we can have a different perspective and knowing that all things work for good for those who are in you, Jesus. Could you do a new thing in us today? Could today be a before and an after? We're open today to that newness that you have in us, God. any longer. Today we pray and declare that you're doing a new thing, that the way we've handled pain is going to be in a brand new way. Today we declare that you hold our past, our present, and our future. Not pain, not relationships, not friendships, but you, Lord, hold our whole world in your hands. And we thank you for that today. Thank you for the new thing that you're doing in every single one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, aren't you excited that God's doing a brand new thing in you? Hey, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. I really want to encourage you uh, to really open up your heart and the things that God is wanting to do in you and through you. And uh, we're here as a church community uh, for, for whatever it is that you need. But we love you so much. We have a coffee shop over here. We have a photo booth. Take some pictures. And we have pizza as you walk out. But love you all. Uh, don't run out. Say hi to someone. <laughs> See you all. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.